Have you used ChatGPT or other AI tools at work yet? What about to help you be a better manager? Yep, ChatGPT can do that too. And today we are exploring the do's and don'ts of using AI tools to help you better communicate and lead your team. A warm welcome to Alexis J, David G, and Robbie W to the Modern Manager community. Today's guest is Helen Dayan. Helen is an executive coach with over 15 years of experience in leadership development, relationship management, business development, and executive coaching. She specializes in elevating influential leadership, honing executive presence, building teams, and fostering strong professional relationships. Helen and I talk about how to use AI tools like ChatGPT to help you be a better communicator. We talk about what you can use it for, how to craft prompts to get you the appropriate responses, and how to be smarter than the AI because it's still only a tool. Plus, Helen shares how to use ChatGPT to improve your strategic thinking and decision-making. Now here's the conversation. Are you a manager, boss, or team leader who aspires to level up and unleash your team's full potential? You're listening to the Modern Manager Podcast, and I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Each week, I explore effective strategies and provide actionable insights that supercharge your management abilities, optimize team performance, and foster a healthy workplace culture. Become a rockstar manager and help your team thrive at themodernmanager.com slash more. Thank you so much for joining me today, Helen. I'm Really, 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 really excited to talk with you because we're going to talk about AI and ChatGPT and how to use these tools for managers, for leaders. And it is something that I I am just, I have no idea about it. I know nothing, have no ideas. And I'm really, really, really excited to hear what you have to say about this emerging topic. So thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's Honestly, most people don't know much about it. I think we're all learning as we go. So I've been learning it as well. I'm pretty new to it. I'm not a tech expert, but I've been using it like right away when it came out with my clients and for myself. And I'm excited to share what I learned so far. Awesome. All right. Well, maybe you can just start by laying out the, just the idea of like, what is it that we were supposed to be doing or what could we do? How do we look at AI and tools like ChatGPT? from the perspective of using it as a tool for your, for your leadership or for your management. Right. So the way I like to think of it is, first and foremost, a really important point, it is a tool. It is not meant to replace our critical thinking and our emotional intelligence. So that to me is like, I always want to start with that because a lot of people get really upset when I'm like, what do you mean use AI for leadership? Like it's such a human element. It's so important to be human. And I wholeheartedly agree. That's why I'm an executive coach. So I think I want to start off by saying we are using this to help you be better and be more human, but the AI can allow that to go faster. So there's a kind of three th- three ways that I like to think of um, AI helping us. And right now, it's really easy to access ChatGPT, but we know there's always new technology coming in place. So in order for this podcast to live on and be relevant for many, many years, I think we'll just call it kind of AI and whatever technology is out there at that time. I think it'll, we'll be able to evolve with it based on these tips. And I would say the two areas that I've seen it be really, really helpful is one is in elevating effective communication as a leader to your team, to your peers, or even managing up. So I think that is one area that we can use AI really effectively. So we can talk about that. And then the other is actually in decision-making. So I can 
go in one of those two paths. So you let me know kind of what's interesting for you to explore first. Well, let's start with communication because that feels like the most obvious and also one of the places where when we talk about management is so essential and how we're communicating to our team members. And so let's let's dive in there first. It's really simple because one of the things that I've noticed often, it's natural for us to operate from a place of what we know and the information that we have. So for example, I work with two founders of a company and one has strength in more of like the finance background, the investment background, and the other is more in the engineering and tech background. So I found that they were communicating and they thought they were communicating very effectively. They actually have um, years of knowing each other personally. They have a great relationship, but I think they were really, there were massive holes in their understanding of what the other person was saying because they were speaking essentially English to English, but two different languages. So I gave a tip to one of them and I said, look, a suggestion would be go into ChatGPT or whatever AI tool you're using and say, I want to communicate X to my co-founder, but I'm an engineer and he's an investment guy. So help me frame it from his perspective. And then the um, engineering founder wrote out in his words what he wanted to say. And then it was kind of like translated, if you will, by the AI into like the language from the mindset of a person who thinks very differently. Um, So I think that can be used so many ways. So for example, you're a marketing manager and you're having to speak to your team that hasn't been in any of the leadership meetings, the C-suite meetings. So you could say, you know, I need to communicate information to my team that operates at this level of knowledge, uh, yet the information I'm presenting to them is kind of C-suite information. So help me drill it down, figure out what the most important things are. So there's, you could do it cross-functionally. I mean, you can even take into account cultural references. For example, I'm based in New York City, and I might say, like, I'm a rough around the edges, intense New York City, former Wall Street person, now a coach, and I'm going to be sending an email or a Slack message to somebody on the West Coast, and they have a different style than me. Help me rewrite this to kind of match something that would feel like their style. I love this. My my brain is like exploding right now with all the ways that we can do this from using personality types. If you know what your type is and what someone else's type is, if you tend to speak very verbose and you know that you want this to be more concise, I mean, all those ways that we can tell ChatGPT, please help me rewrite this (laughs) using different language that might I might not be able to come up with on my own, or it would at least just take me a really long time and a lot of effort to come up with on my own. So this is amazing. The prompt is really important. And I always tell people how you prompt the AI is very important. And people think of it as a machine, so they don't they don't communicate to the AI the way they would to a human. But literally, if you call up a friend and you say, I have this situation and this person is really pissing me off or I'm really frustrated with them and I need to reply to this email. This is what they sent to me and what should I reply? And your friend might say to you, well, what do you want to get across? So you kind of want to put all that information in. And then after you've done that, you um, then have the ability, like the AI knows so much information so it can get closer to what you're looking for. A lot of people will be like, I want to write this, so just rewrite it and it won't it won't be effective. So the more you prompt the AI with a lot of information that is specific to the situation, to you, to your style, to that person's style, the better. 
But after you've done that, it's very fast to get to a good result. That makes so much sense. And why I think so many people struggle with using these tools because they're not giving it enough information. And I love your your kind of suggestion that we approach it like we're talking to a friend. Like, what would you say to someone who's actually a human to help you figure this out? And that's kind of how we can treat the the tools is giving them that same set of information. And I know I've had a couple other people tell me that a lot of times the first version that comes back is close, but not quite there. And so they'll, they'll then go and say, well, can you say this section a different way? And can you say this section more friendly or whatever it is? And you can get those multiple versions. And then I think what you're saying about using your critical eye is this is where you can then pull it together into something that feels right for you. Yeah, you never want to leave it at copy paste, whatever the AI spit out, because people are going to know that it wasn't you or it's not going to be fully there. I also find that when a response to someone, you're kind of either triggered or it's difficult for you. I have, for example, people that tell me like, I just chose not to respond because it would have been so much effort to get something that um, would have been effective. And so they kind of go into avoidance mode, right? Like kind of people that if there's a conflict, especially I do a lot of work in conflict space. And so they were like, you know what? I'm going to be avoiding. I'm just going to not reply. And I can understand that. But if you do a little bit of work with the AI, you're going to realize that actually you can come up with something pretty decent and it took you a lot less time because it was almost like you had a friend or a sounding board to work through with as opposed to a blank sheet of paper or a blank uh, email response that you have to then go from scratch. So it's I find it very effective. Yeah. And I think just lifting up again that it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Crafting a good prompt is the most important part to like figuring out what you need, what information you need to share. And that avoidance is never a good communication strategy. So if this can, if only you use this to help you avoid avoidance, right? To make sure you're always responding, even when you don't know what to say, that's super helpful. And managers can definitely, definitely dip their toe into this space in that way. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the responses when you're going to speak them versus having them in writing. Because if it feels very easy to say, okay, I'm going to take what ChatGPT or what this AI tool has given me and I'm going to kind of craft it into an email response or a Slack message and feel good about it. It feels a little different to take that same content and then try to turn it into like not a speech, but a, I'm going to now verbally communicate this thing to someone else. Like, do I bring my notes with me into the meeting? Like, have you noticed that it's different when you're trying to speak it versus when you're sending it in writing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there you want to use the AI a little different. So there you kind of are going to do a blend of communication and decision making. So I'll give a maybe a story to give this true color. So I worked with a leader who was expressing to me that, you know, she tends to be triggered by a member on her team and when she gets triggered, she, if she's kind of already stressed out or feeling rushed, she might be a bit, you know, snappy with this person on her team. Fine, we're human. This happens to us. But she's really working on not doing that. I coach her. So in the moments when we're coaching, we can work through it human to human. But she really wanted to figure out a way where she can have tools to do it on a consistent basis. So I had her practice actually checking in to see what are the options as to what she can do in those situations after she snapped, right? 
So we actually went into ChatGPT and she wrote out the story. She said, this happened. She said this. I said this. I feel bad that I snapped. You know, what should I do? And so ChatGPT came back or like, I think she prompted with something like, what are five things you would suggest that I do be given the situation? And the suggestion was like, one of the suggestions was something to the effect of, you should give her a call and let her know that you feel bad that you spoke to her in a kind of nasty tone. My client wrote back saying like, I understand the value of two, but I feel like I'm giving up my power when I, if I were to go and apologize. And so the AI was very empathetic and was like, I understand that you feel that way, but the other person will feel very differently. Like you might feel like you've given up power, but the other person will feel like you care about them, that you've then you're an empathetic leader. So it was it actually like helped reframe. And so it almost did a really nice job convincing my client to do something that again, she would have avoided doing because of her own internal way of looking at it. So I kind of answered your question. I kind of didn't because you're saying to me, like, how do we take something that the AI came up with and um, use it? And I'm going to get to that answer. But I also wanted to show ways that if you're not drafting an email or a Slack message and you're actually just working through a real interaction, just thinking through the approach itself is half the battle. Um, you could then go a step further and say, okay, fine, I agree with you. I'll make the call. How should I start the call? Because oftentimes the reason people struggle is they, they struggle with how to start. And so even if you just have the AI prompt you with, or you prompt the AI to tell you how to start, the rest, you're already in communication and kind of our human instincts kick in. Okay, you call, you start with, hey, listen, I wanted to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. I feel bad about this. And then assuming you agree with how to start, the rest will flow. All right. Okay. We got so much to have into. I know. I gave a lot. Right here. All right. So first, wow, that you can basically have a personal coach available to you whenever you need it if you know how to ask the right questions. Yeah, to the AI. Amazing. Making me a little nervous for my job, but that's I know. Me that. too. I'm a coach as well. So believe me, I've been thinking, I'm like, should I really be telling people this? <laughs> but how amazing to basically make this kind of wisdom and insight available to anyone in the moment when they need it. Like that is just fabulous because we all can use a little help. We all can use a thought partner who can help us process and find the right approach and find the right language. So that's super cool. In terms of the the actual communications, I, I love this idea that we don't actually have to script everything. We can just figure out like what are the key pieces, one of which is how to start, right? How to open the conversation without triggering someone's, you know, ruffling their feathers or kind of setting them into a like a fight or flight mode that might start. And so if we can get that language, it can just start the conversation as you're saying, let everything roll. And then we don't have to worry about like having a whole script written out and the bullet points I need to make sure I get to. I'm wondering if there are other parts of the conversation or other kind of tips you have for just in general, whether you're using an AI tool or just um, coaching someone, how to prep the rest of that conversation so that you avoid saying the things that you know are going to be problematic and you lean into saying the things that might be hard but are important to be said. I think it's really important to spend time understanding what really makes the other person tick and the perspective that they're 
um, basically the seat that they're in. So we often think about things that are what we want. Like, what do I want to get out of this conversation? You know, I want to apologize. I want to be clear. I want to make sure they do what I'm asking them to do. And so we try to kind of come at it from that angle. And if you take the extra step to go, okay, so I'm thinking about it this way, but how are they thinking? Like, how do they see this situation? And when I do this work, and I'm sure you do this work with your clients as well, what many of them realize is, one, they haven't spent enough time thinking about that. And two, they kind of think of, if they've thought about it, they've thought about it just from their vantage point, even if they're thinking about the other person. And so they haven't thought about everything else that's going on for that other person. Mm -hmm. And so an example would be like, we're discussing a specific project. And so you, you do, let's say you're an empathetic manager and you think about like, okay, from this project, what is this person's vantage point? Yes, but have you also thought about where this project sits in their entire life? You know, are they also, do they have multiple managers? Because sometimes we have individual contributors that have three, four managers and they're trying to satisfy a lot of different demands. Or are they also working on something that's going on personally with them? Like, and maybe you kind of, they mentioned it, but you're not taking into account. So I think it's just very powerful to kind of expand the vantage point and really be like, okay, so now I'm Jessica or I'm John. What does John have going on in his life, in his work, to the extent that you know? And so when I ask this person to clients, a lot of them will say to me, oh, I don't know. And that's always a trigger for me to go, like, go build the relationship. And this is where the AI cannot replace what you and I do and cannot replace really quality leadership and management. Because at the end of the day, you need to go and you need to have a relationship with these people and you need to create time with, time with them and really understand them. And I want to also give show a way that the AI can actually be misleading, if I may. So I did this little test actually with my husband where he asked uh, ChatGPT uh, as a joke. He said, I I forgot that it was my our wedding anniversary with my wife. What should I text her to make her feel better? And the AI provided a text message. But I don't know if this is obvious to you, but to me, it's like, do not text her. Go and buy flowers, take her on a date, pick up the phone, like, you know, go see her, give her a hug, like, do not text her because that is just going to get you in so much more trouble. And so the AI didn't go further to have the critical thinking to say, your question is wrong. And so this is very, this is why you've been saying the right way of asking the question. And this is why I think you and I will never really be re replaced by an AI because that step is critical. Should you really be asking me what text? And if somebody, one of your clients asked you that, you'd be like, do you think that should be an email? Should that be a Slack message? You know, maybe you should go and see this person. So I think if you're going to use the AI, which I think there's ways to go faster um, or to just see things that you wouldn't have seen otherwise if you were just operating without stepping back and reflecting, it's beneficial, but then you have to be very careful into how you prompt it. First of all, that's hilarious. <laughs> and kind of imagining all the poor people out there who put in the wrong prompt and have gotten kind of ridiculous responses or things that they think they're doing right, but they're missing the boat altogether. Oh, that 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 hurts to think about that. But I think to your point about pairing 
critical thinking, decision-making, guidance, the actual communication work, putting in the right prompt with all of the right context and information, like all of that comes together. And that's where we have to be smart enough and savvy enough really to use the tools correctly. And I can imagine that same situation. And if that, you know, if, if your husband had started with ChatGPT, I missed the anniversary. What could I do to make it up to my wife? Then if it had said, you could text her, hopefully you go, mm, I'm looking at the other options and thinking texting is probably not the right one. But but we if we miss the right steps, right? If we don't ask the right questions, we're gonna we're gonna end up with less than optimal results. Let's put it that way. <laughs> hopefully nothing disastrous. I think one other way that um, the AI can be helpful is playing devil's advocate to us. Ooh. So you could say, you know, I've decided on this strategic direction or I'm considering this strategic direction for my team. I'm thinking John will do this work, Jane will do this work, you know, kind of stuff like that. And then you could say to the AI, play devil's advocate and show me how maybe I'm wrong in this decision. And that's great because you don't have to use what the AI spits out for you. But if you have a team that maybe is constantly yesing you and clapping their hands and telling you that you're so fantastic and you're doing everything right, and maybe in the background they disagree or they're not even taking time to reflect, you've got like another team member that's going to question you and have no issue with psychological safety, right? And I know we could talk about psychological safety on a whole other podcast, but if you have a team that isn't countering you, isn't disagreeing with you, and you're trying to change that, you can maybe start with using the AI. Yeah, I can even imagine doing that in a meeting where we might start or kick off a conversation about let's play devil's advocate collectively. Let's see what ChatGPT has to say. And then let's open it up. What else Mm. are we missing? What else could go wrong? And really using it even as an opportunity to build that psychological safety with your team by saying, see how open I am? I really do want to hear those challenges, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And people apparently are suggesting right now to literally have an AI team member in the room to play devil's advocate. Well, I love this. I love the idea of adding a new team member who is the AI, who is just there to basically help you all think more critically, give you more ideas, create more options, say things that maybe people aren't comfortable saying. That's, oh, that's super fun to think about. Okay. So I want to go down a new path here around using tools like this with your team or kind of encouraging your team members to use tools like this. So maybe you're a fabulous communicator, right? And you're like, this is great. I got this in the bag. My, my team loves me. I communicate super well. But I have someone else on my team who is always saying things in a way that just like irks people or is always kind of, you know, never, never quite like clear in the way that they're speaking. And we kind of are always left a little like, did you understand that? Like whatever it might be, but you're like, mm, there's someone on my team who I think could really benefit from using these kinds of tools to help them improve their own communication skills or to just become more more savvy in the way that they communicate to specific kinds of people on the team. How would you suggest we open a conversation with our colleagues about taking on this kind of tool? Um, so the question is not how to use the tool, but how to get people that maybe otherwise aren't using the tool, right? Yeah. I'm imagining that like I could just share this podcast with them and be like, hey guys, check out this podcast about how to use how to use AI. But it could also be a little awkward if you're reaching out to a colleague to say, hey, you know, 
one of the things that I think you could work on is your communication skills. Maybe you should try using AI. Like, is, is it as simple as that? Or do you think that there are some other ways that we can kind of open that conversation? Or maybe this is something we should just ask the AI. How do I open a conversation with someone who needs to improve their communication skills? I feel strongly that when you're suggesting to someone to change their behavior, essentially, or to implement a new habit, we have to tap into their core motivation and have them be genuinely internally motivated to make this behavioral change. Otherwise, they will do it for a minute or two because you, the manager, have asked them to, and that's it, unless they start to see real benefits. So I think that as a, let's say we've got managers listening in, you have to spend a little bit of time, either maybe you already know their core motivation or the things that really matter to them and start from that perspective. So here's what I mean. If you have somebody who is very analytical and very detail-oriented, and so all their communication and their emails is just loaded with information that they want people to hear, but people just glaze over and don't listen to them because it's too much, right? So you want to start with, hey, I know what's important to you is for the team to have real understanding of the analysis behind your work. And I want to help you get them to really hear you. And then you have to provide the difficult feedback is the way you're currently communicating, you're starting with all the detail and you're not, for example, giving them the main idea first. Um, So I have a tool for you, if you'd like, that could help you with that. And then you could say, I don't think you'll lose a lot of time doing this because the reason those types of people, any type of person doesn't do that is because one, it's an unfamiliar behavior for them. And so when we don't know how to do something, we assume it's going to take us longer than what we do know how to do, which it probably will. And so then we have this resistance, especially if we're under a deadline or we're stressed out, we're overwhelmed. We don't want to do something that's going to take even longer. And that's why the AI is like, hey, I know this is important to you. I know this is also maybe not natural for you. And I think this thing can do it for you very quickly. So I would approach it from that standpoint, but I think as a leader, you need to really think about framing it from what they genuinely care about, not from what you care about. Yes. And that is good advice. Like all the time when we're talking to our colleagues, it's always be thinking about why does this matter? Why should they care? Mm-hmm. So, the big why. Exactly. All right. We are running out of time. So Helen, could you tell us about a great manager that you worked for and what made this person such a fantastic boss? So this is a tricky question for me because I don't think I've ever had like this one incredible boss, but I'm thinking to my first job out of college, I worked at Lehman Brothers, which is a large investment bank. And I worked for um, a gentleman named Jim who really left an impact on me. He was a very demanding boss. It was a very demanding, intense job working on a trading floor. We were transacting multi-million dollar deals, but I could see that he was in demanding, but could kind of knew that I could handle it. And so he really pushed me and challenged me. And he kind of, it was interesting because he told me in advance on like day one, he's like, I'm really going to push you until you feel like you're going to break. But in a way, it was exactly what was needed because he was preparing me for what life on the trading floor was going to be like. So it was very, you know, it wasn't the most cushy, like emotionally intelligent, lovey-dovey boss. But I think that he understood the environment I needed to operate in and he pushed me for it. And he was one of those managers that wasn't afraid to give me immediate feedback, which 
sometimes can be very difficult, but it allows you to grow much quicker. And also he was repetitive in his feedback, which can be a little annoying in the moment. But to this day, I think about the feedback he gave me because he said it often enough. And I, it still kind of is a factor in my life where I'm like, yeah, I have to be mindful of this one thing that, you know, I used to struggle with. So I think it was, he's really, he's really impactful. Sounds amazing. Like you learned a lot. Yeah, I did. And where can people learn more about you, keep up with your work, all that jazz? They can find me on Instagram at dayandgroup, D-A-Y-E-N group. Also, feel free to connect with me and follow me on LinkedIn. Um, Helen Dayan is the name. I think I'm the only one. And my website is dayandgroup.com. Well, thank you again so much for joining me today. I feel like I've definitely gotten a lot smarter about how to use AI and I've so many ideas now of what I can go out and do to help me and my team members be more effective communicators and better decision makers. So thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Helen is providing 10% off her coaching packages to members of the Modern Manager community. And in the extended interview, Helen and I talk about even more in-depth ways to use ChatBT to take your AI skills to a whole new level. There are also a few book giveaways you can still take advantage of. Emily Field of episode 265 is giving away five copies of her book, Power to the Middle, Why Managers Hold the Keys to the Future of Work. And Thomas Curran of episode 266 is giving away five copies of his book, The Perfection Trap, which you need to indicate your interest by August 25th. And Gabriella Rosen Kellerman of episode 268 is providing a signed copy of her book, Tomorrow Mind, Thriving at Work, Now and in an Uncertain Future, to two members of the Modern Manager community. You must enter that drawing no later than September 1st. To get this discount on Helen's coaching and many other member benefits, including the extended interview, become a member of the Modern Manager community at themodernmanager.com slash more. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox along with each week's mini sketch note that contains a big idea from our conversation. Subscribe to my newsletter at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Until next time.